All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. You're listening to Trailer Trashed on the Merry-Go-Round Magazine Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, CJ Simonson and Kate Brockman. Hey everyone and welcome to Trailer Trashed on the merry go Magazine Podcast Network, the show where trailers get the fair and balanced critique they deserve after a day of drinking. Uh, my name is CJ Simpson, I'm the music editor over at merry go Magazine. Still too many words to get out in such a quick amount of time. <laughs> I am joined by... I am Kate Brogdon. I am the TV editor. It seemed like you did forget your last name there for a moment. Uh, well, I was I'm like... I'm Kate Brogdon. Kate... Well, because Ellipses is my middle name. Mm. So when I'm doing my full name, it's Kate Brogdon. I hear you. I'm the TV editor of Murder on Magazine, and that was a good intro. That was good. It was pretty good. It was the first time in probably ten episodes I've actually (laughs) genuinely nailed it without fucking up or not rewriting the thing that I also created. Yes. Yeah. And we have a special guest today. Special guest. Hi guys, my name is Emma Dudley. I am a staff writer on DreamWorks and Netflix's upcoming Fast and Furious animated show. Woo! Excited to be here. Yes! I think you can go back and listen to episode six or seven where we talk about... I feel like it was more recent than that. It was Super Bowl. It was after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we talked about the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. Yeah. Uh, And CJ kind of took me through the whole Fast and Furious canon. So you're among friends. Amazing. I drunkenly tried to remember what all the names of the movies are, which it's is not tough. a gimme. It's it a is, hard... It is tough. It is tough. I think we talked about how one night we were... I used to do bar trivia with a group of friends, and one night, like, the final round, like, decider question was you had to name all of the Fast and the Furious movies with their correct titles in right. order. Oh my god. And, like, to be fair, Michael Rich, friend of the pod, was fucking on that shit. Too Fast, Too nice. Furious, be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah Fast yeah. and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, yeah. Three fast three. No, Tokyo Drift. Furious. <laughs> that is that would the be the fast and the furious. Yeah. The five I, and the furious. Your yours are awful. Fast. <laughs> Somehow six. you're pitching ones that are worse <laughs> than the ones they actually came up with. The fast and the fury sevenus, and then the fast and the the fate of the furious. Yes. The well, yeah, you did it. That's, that is what it is, right? See? Fate of the Furious is the only good pun of the run. The fate like. of the period? Oh my god. Is that it? Because it was the eighth one. Yeah! Right. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah We're yeah, all yeah, on the same yeah. page. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you yeah, write yeah. for the show, you get it. And yeah. the expert, she knows. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you will not be discussing anything to do with Fast and the Furious with this trap of, trailer, no, of trailers. No, because it is very removed from it and also very full of secrets. Like my hair. It's big and full of secrets. (laughs) It is! (laughs) Emma's fucking awesome. She's one of my favorite people, one of the best writers I know, and I'm so glad she's here. What are are we all drinking? I am still drinking pre-funk pale from Worthy Brewing from Bend, Oregon, because it's really fucking good. Yeah, there you go. I love it. Uh, Emma, Emma was drinking a rum and coke. Yeah. And some Zico coconut yeah, water. because I am that bitch. It's fine, <laughs> I need girl. to stay hydrated. You got it's it. It's important to be hydrated. Especially for this show. It's been warming up in LA. <laughs> it's been cold for a long so time, true. but it's been a nice day. You gotta stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. CJ, what are you drinking? This is like a very, like, army green can. That's uh, cute. Yeah, San Fernando Brewing Company. This is the Wolfskill IPA. Uh, it's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Um, 
I very, took a sippy. Very easy drinking. I've never been to San Fernando Beer Company, but uh, if you want us on the pod, we'll come on. We'll, we'll come to you. It looks really Maybe. distinguished. You want to try it? Maybe yeah. you don't like beer. Yeah, I'll try it. You'll try it. And I'm gonna try it for the pod. It has I thought it was good. It has a little lamp post on it, which reminds me of Spirited Away, which it's I like. It's good. It's yes. Odie. Odie is the yeah. thing that. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it's a yeah, positive I agree. thing. It's a positive thing, yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. This is liquid. Yeah. I like it. It's, it's <laughs> nice balance uh, hops, for sure. Um, and now good. let's ruin all of it by doing a shot. Woo! Um, all right. Emma and I are doing shots of vodka. CJ's doing whiskey. I'm going to buy you some shot glasses. I know. I only need one more. <laughs> yeah. Emma's doing it out of a champagne flute. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm very comfortable with. Very classy. She's a classy bitch. Like the classiest shot that's ever happened on yeah. the show. CJ yeah. has like 20 million shot glasses and I have two and only two. Yeah. I love those. I collect them. Yeah. Okay, right. let's do it. Cheers. One, two, three. Oh, that's a bummer. I feel like that was more than a shot. It was not. She poured it from there. I may... I'm, I, it is worse out of a champagne. Yeah, board. somehow it just felt like more. <laughs> I was gonna tell you, but hydrate, then I'm like, hydrate. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. <laughs> wow. Okay, coconut water is a good chaser. Kinda yeah. Cuts. Can I have wow. some of that? Yeah. Kind of cuts it. Get like in it. here. It does. It really does. Just down the middle. I'm down for it. Oh, it does. Do you want some? No, I'm good. I, f- I feel fine. <laughs> CJ's a warrior. My, my whiskey mm-hmm. choice and IPA chaser is, you know, ah uh, yes, a that, decision that's, that's been made. It's very manly. That Evan. Williams whiskey. They're all just named after men. Yeah. Which is, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Good. Wait, that's a great point. I can't think of a like a whiskey that's named after a woman. There was, I think Maker's Mark is doing a campaign right now because I guess one of the co-founders was a woman and they're uh. like, Helen's Mark or something uh. like that for International Women's Day. I Helen's feel like, Mark? I don't know if it was Helen, but it was something like that. I hope it's not because that's a not Yeah, that's the worst. Choice. <laughs> no, hold on. I'm God all- bless Helen, but like... Her my name mo- is really... My mother's yeah. name is Helen. Hold well, on. was his name Maker? I mean, it's a beautiful name. No. Yeah. Well, it's a name. <laughs> How beautiful. Dare, it's her mom's name. I know, but it's not, it? no one ever meets someone named Helen and go, oh my God, what a beautiful name. I like my mom. I think it's cute. Helen? Like Helen Keller. Helen. <laughs> yeah, Helen Keller was She's a great like a hero. woman. A hero. A hero. Doesn't have to have a cute name. <laughs> Margie's Mark. Margie Samuels. Okay. Okay. Margie so, Samuels. So she was one of the fa- the original founders of Maker's Mark whiskey. Oh, and she oh th- th- there she is. Oh, she looks like she knows what she's doing. She looks like she knows what's up. And so yes. for International That's Women's Day, that's a woman Day, who drinks some whiskey. Yeah. They're like they're like like woke ad campaign was like Margie's Mark women <laughs> yes, alliteration. Yes. And so it's like, all right, stop. International Women's Day is so patronizing. Yeah. Yeah, I did kind of ask people to celebrate me, though, on that day. Right, but here's the thing. In European (laughs) countries, like, we had to, like, cancel a call because he's like, it's Women's Day. All my assistants are gone. Like, they all get the day off. Uh, What? I swear to God. Well, because we were setting a call with, like, some European company and they were like, oh, shit, we can't do the call today because all my assistants have Isn't the day off. Isn't that kind of against, like, shouldn't women be leaning in on that day? Is right. Is that too hot of a take? No. I'm we sorry. should get the fucking day <laughs> off. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I have I celebrate International Men's Day a lot. 
Well, Saturday, even that's every stop. day. Well, Saturday, Sundays, I get the day off. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's great. <laughs> I hate those. It's, it's real. like when my parents were like, every day is Children's Day. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, just got divorced already. Oh my god! <laughs> Emma's coming so hot. I'm so like, sorry. You we've, guys. Been, I love we've, been, her. we've been drinking for a minute, but like, I'm wow. so sorry. Spicy. No. Spicy. Don't apologize. This is why you're Spicy. here. I love you so much. Uh, let's jump into some trailers. Let's shall talk we? about some fucking trailers. Yes. Okay. First up, let's do Booksmart. Good morning, winner. Take a deep breath. Visualize the mountain of your success and look down at everyone who's ever doubted you. Fuck those losers. Fuck them in their stupid fucking faces. Oh shit. Are we gonna go to school or? What's two plus two? Isn't it crazy that it's the last day of school? Are you kidding me, Samantha? Go talk to her. She's got a really cute smile. Amy, do you know how many girls are gonna be up your vagina next year? Every time I come to visit you, you're gonna be scissoring a different girl. Dude, scissoring is not a thing. Don't knock it until it's you've tried it. Don't knock it until you've tried it. This was the Red Band trailer we should uh, yes. this if, you, if you're trying to follow along at home. Yes. Yeah. This is my second time seeing this trailer, and I love it so much. Can I point out my favorite thing, and this can be like a kickoff to the thing. Please. My favorite thing about this trailer is it doesn't posit that they're like not popular. I feel like a lot of these movies kind of suggest like, well, they're like, they're kind of the kids that no one knows about. It's like they clearly kind of through the trailer, it's like the people know about them. They just are smart. They're, I mean, they're not, they're kind of uncool maybe, but it's not like they're not popular. I think yeah. that there's like a fine line there. Like when you watch Superbad, it's like no one wants to party with those kids. I don't think this trailer ever suggests like these people don't want to be partied with. Yeah. It's just like they're smart and they yeah. had other priorities. And I think that I really appreciate that. Like especially like I remember being in high school and like, I mean, no, I was pretty smart. Uh, but, like, I think when I... Look, I mean, we did go to Chapman University. <laughs> no big deal. A lot of people are trying to get in right now. <laughs> thousands of dollars. Jesus. But, bro. But, but I think when I look back on it, it's like, I remember smart kids that I, I don't think it's that they didn't want to party. It's just, like, they had other kind of yeah. ambitions. And, well, that, they, and that's uh, very different. That's a very specific yeah. line to draw in the sand. But I also like I love that that one line where they were like, um, the kids who were partying got into the same schools as us. <laughs> yeah! That's what happened to me. I it's was so such true. a nerd. I didn't have any fun. And then, like, the girls who were just killing it got yeah. into UCLA. Yeah. I remember the, yeah, I 100% remember all the, like, the top probably, like, I don't know, eight or nine students at my school, like, half of them went to the state school that everyone else went to. And I remember being like, well... I get it, like financial reasons. There are a hundred reasons someone would decide to make that path. But then, like, why try so hard? I, I don't yeah. know. Like, not, look, I was very smart. I can't reiterate that enough in this podcast. I was oh brilliant God. in high school. But I was also smart. I was in the top 11, I was in the top 12 people of GPA-wise in my high school graduating class. I think I was number 11, and I got well, to sit in a special chair at graduation. Guys, oh, it's nice. not that cool. Kate was homeschooled. But, I was not homeschooled. I went to a very ultra conservative Catholic high school, and I will really? not have that. Did I you will... have to wear a uniform? Oh yeah, I wore a uniform my entire life. I have no clothes. 
Wow. It's wow. true. I didn't even know wow. that. I did. I We've never a, gotten into that on a pod. Nope. I wore a uniform from, I went to the same school from kindergarten to eighth grade. And then I, I went, too. yeah. And then I went to a different school for high school, but both, all, both schools were uniform. So I got into college and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, what the fuck do I wear? I have no clothes. That's a did weird sen- lack of identity. Like, what do you, what, how do you like well, see Well, this it? is why if you look on our Instagram, I have like three outfits. I mean, same, but I have no <laughs> excuse. It's just something that <laughs> you, you can go to an ultra conservative I did not I could wear clothes and I failed (laughs) to wear clothes but yeah I have no clothes it was like a huge crisis for me when I got to college I had to buy tons of clothes because all of a sudden I had to actually dress myself every day how did you decide on like your look I honestly feel like it kind of changes I was very into like the vintage thing in college and now I just wear like leggings and goth shirts yeah that's a good way. And Madewell jeans. I feel like it's that. Yeah, it's weird because that kind of stunts the like exploratory part of like. It does making also, mistakes. Oh, don't! Oh, don't! Don't get it twisted. I had my fucking fishnets from Hot Topic. Sure, that I was rocking. Sure, but you were only rocking them two days a week. It's really. True. Given yeah. that my favorite outfit in sixth grade was lime green basketball shorts, orange skateboarding shoes, and an old navy numbered graphic tee like i wish someone had been like you need to wear a uniform <laughs> yeah, we have to have sure. more control like i what feel like it? an intervention needed to be made it's funny because when it's like everyone's like oh uniform is so great because it's not like oh like everyone's delineated by what they wear like the rich kids have like the rich clothes and the poor kids have like the poor clothes but the uniforms are fucking expensive they're so expensive they're super fucking expensive and you have to buy them from a very specific store like there's one store that you can get them from and like we would get pulled out of class like they would pull all the girls out of class in the middle of class we would have to kneel in the hallway to make sure our skirts were the appropriate oh they actually do that oh they really do they would come the dean of students would come out with a fucking ruler and would pull me out of class and be like get on the fucking ground wow did you ever roll did you roll i didn't i i didn't because i'm like whatever but it was true that if you got caught rolling your skirt you got like one detention for every roll that was in your (gasps) skirt that was a true thing i swear to god and so if you had like three rolls in your skirt you got three fucking detentions so i wore my skirt down to my knees i'm like whatever i'm not trying to get laid my boyfriend's probably gay was yeah, I, that's relatable. Unclear. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's get back to Booksmart. Uh, <laughs> we were, as, speaking as three people who were kind of like these girls in high school. Yeah, yeah I think like. that's fair. I, uh, this is Olivia Wilde's uh, directorial debut. Uh, her her husband makes a nice little cameo as like, is he the principal? I don't really, Jason yeah. Sudeikis kind of pops in. He's I didn't know that things. they were married. Oh, they're very married. Jeez. They seem very in love. Oh, that's delicious. so special. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I love him so much. He's so good. His hair is doing an interesting thing here. I don't love it. Don't love it either. <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. I do love this trailer. I yeah. think this trailer is really good. Um, we should mention that this uh, includes Nobody Speak by DJ Shadow and Run the Jewels. That'll come up later. It will come um, up later. I love the, the tagline. Uh what was it? Uh, getting straight A's, given zero Fs. Yeah, great. yeah. fantastic. I love that. Really that, great. Like, that's what like I wish my tagline was when I was in high school. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting straight A's, given zero Fs. Oh God, please don't put me in detention. What's <laughs> also like they that's clearly not even the case. It's the case for like two days of this movie. Like I this movie is clearly like the super bad model of like we're really only focusing for like a nice little weekend here. They mostly give an F. <laughs> yeah. Like, for the most part. They do. Well, that's the whole point. I really like this. I, I like it a lot. I love it. It's a great trailer. It's super funny. It's cool. I love this kind of like 
it it feels very like post eighth grade. Yeah, sure. Yeah. In a way that yeah. I really dig. It's like super bad meets kind of like the raunchy, crazy batshitness of Superbad meets like the wholesome reality of eighth grade. And it kind of comes together in this very true, but still funny and cool film. And I'm really here for this. I'm really excited for this. I was literally just waxing poetic about this last night, but it's like, I feel like it's been a minute since we had a really good cycle of like coming of age movies. Like I think those things kind of come in waves and it's like the last time I remember a lot of really solid and admittedly like we're all kind of the same age like i remember them all impacting when i was the age in which it was describing but it was like super bad sex drive like there were there were a lot of those movies easy a there were a lot of movies kind of within about a three or four year window where it was like they were all really good and they were all you know surprisingly apt for that moment we haven't seen that kind of like next wave like i can't remember the last great like kind of high school coming of age movie like this is what it's yeah. like to be a kid yeah. a, adequately. I mean, except for eighth grade. But even eighth grade isn't really that, like, it's not, it's a coming of age story, but it's a drama. Like, it's 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 very, like, focused. I love how funny this is. It looks I, great. Yeah. I remember in uh, my senior year of high school, The Spectacular Now came out Ooh, and just yeah. destroyed me emotionally. Sure. And I feel like comedies are what we need. Yeah. And I'm yeah. so glad that we can have a female-driven comedy that... Spectacular now is a really good comp, I think, to the eighth Mm -hmm. grade thing, where it's like, it's dramatic, and it's definitely like, that's not the high school experience for most people. I think eighth grade was kind of cringily, maybe too accurate. You're like, "Mm, that's exactly what it is. Eighth grade is truly the greatest horror film that A24 has ever produced. 100%. (laughs) But like, this feels like this, I I remember characters like this. Like, I was friends with a lot of characters like this. Like, I remember. There's like a point at like the pool party where a boy is just like wearing this diving mask, and like his like the nose covering and it's like you're such a weird boy like stop (laughs) even the Maya Rudolph like voiceover thing in the beginning where it's like fuck those losers I I 100% can guarantee at least two or three people that were in the top percent of grades at my high school were listening to some kind of weird tape Uh, yeah I was listening to Glee's loser like me that's like (laughs) basically the whole thing is like um the people who are popular right now are gonna fail and like you're gonna be great and I was like I just have a distinct memory of myself in the H building being like yes Glee cast yeah Yes. I had, there was a girl, I swear to God, her real name was Vaughn Moody. Mm. Oh my God. Who went to my high school and would have like these warehouse parties. And I'm like, that's not me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm studious. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. And in my own way. You know, yeah. And then I found out I was invited. There was one point in my high in my high school experience where I was inviting somebody to come and like have lunch with us sometime, and I was saying where we have lunch. And so my high school used to be an office complex. Mm. So we have three separate buildings, and then in the middle there's like a little courtyard with a little grassy hill, and we would sit on the top of the hill, and that was like our normal spot for a friend group where we would sit and eat our lunch. One shooter or two? Hmm. Just kidding. Keep <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Alright, you're good. So we, Someone out there's laughing. So I invited I invited somebody to have lunch with us and I was describing where we eat and she's like, oh, Nerd Hill? <gasps> and I'm like, what? And she kinda gets this look on her face like Oh What? Yeah. And oh I'm my like, god, that ah. is so disrespectful. And so I guess the whole time we knew it as the grassy knoll because we ate there and everyone else called it Nerd Hill. <laughs> Yikes. This is a true story. I remember... I feel bad. 
Like, I feel slightly embarrassed right now. Whatever. That's a good I story. Mean, I mean, I'm on track to be a manager, and one of our other friends works at, like, Northrop Gunman now, or whatever. Or like, in biotech. I don't know. We're all successful. Yeah, you say. made it. Yeah, we made fine. it. We gotta track down where, what Where's Vaughn Moody? Right. right. Right? What's she up to? Anyway, this has been a weird discussion of a trailer. I think, but you know what? Bringing it back, I think there's something to be said that this trailer is kind of bringing up all of these high school memories. Yeah, that means it's good. Yeah, it means it's good, and it feels true. And I like that they actually look like high school girls. Totally, they totally do. Have you guys seen high school kids recently? They're babies. Too much. Little teeny tiny babies. I know. It's crazy. I drove past a. the school. Careful. <laughs> Emma just like low key, just careful. Just careful. It's not weird. I was in a lift. You slowly I drove past this high school. You asked the Lyft driver to go slow. Put her sunglasses yeah, and trench coat yeah, on. Yeah, oh my yeah, god, for sure. I hate you. <laughs> I didn't know. Emma and I just met. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, this is a middle school. And then I had, like, this existential crisis. I can't talk. Crisis. And I was like, oh, no. What if this is a high school? (laughs) And they just look like middle schoolers to me. But then it was a middle school, so it's okay. So it's fine. It's fine. You're fine. Honestly, even college kids look like little babies now to me. I still have, like, so my mom is a middle school teacher. So I still have, like, some, like, I hear stories. I still have some kind of connectedness to, like, theoretically what that age is supposed to be like. Like, when I watched eighth grade, I was like, oh, this is what my mom deals with on a regular basis. Oof. And there was, like, there was a mental, like, connection there. I was yeah. like, all right, I get it. But, like, yeah. No, this trailer looks like it adequately kind of, like, captures a very specific moment. And I think that that's great. This movie looks dope. It is what I would describe as Kate core. Yeah. It is absolutely up my alley and something that I will completely love. Uh, another trailer that I think, based on the laughs when we watched it, will do very well is uh, Good Boys. Hey kids, as you know, I am one of the producers on your movie Good Boys, and unfortunately I'm here with bad news. You guys cannot watch the trailer for your own movie. What? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? It's just too messed up for kids your age. There's drugs, there's violence, there's swearing, and although we've decided it's okay for you to do these things in the movie, you can't watch yourselves do them in the trailer. That's well, fucked up. Oh, it is fucked up. Yeah. You can say that, but yeah. you can't watch yourself say that. That's fucked up. Welcome to Hollywood. I found all these weapons in my parents' closet. I think your parents let me wear this for Halloween. The knobby? It's Japanese for nunchucks, motherfucker. Oh, fuck! Are you okay? You smell like shit. This got, this was, this was a, of the trailers we watched this afternoon, I feel like got the most number of laughs. It did. Well, I feel like that's not fair because I cried during one of them. Fair. <laughs> we'll we, get to it. We'll, we'll get to that soon. Okay. I'm so fine. we should mention that Booksmart is actually Farrell and McKay, uh, Will Farrell and Adam McKay. Like, that's their thing. And then Good Boys is weirdly kind of like a very similar tonal experience thing, but is Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's thing. Yeah. Who kind of feel like they're the, of the two kind of like, like, mm-hmm. they're the counterparts to each other it's a little good boys is a little harder it's a little faster the, yep. the kids are younger younger yeah they're in i think they're in middle school this they? is definitely like uh, they're in yeah. sixth grade they're in sixth grade yeah they're in sixth grade because there's a great line where there's something like oh like we're not fifth graders anymore yeah. we're sixth graders and <laughs> and we're like, three, ah! yeah it's three young boys who are all in sixth grade presumably and they are basically in the someone wants them to go to a party someone's throwing a party in sixth grade 
Yeah. And they need to and learn they, how to kiss before they go to the party. Yeah, they very much think that there is a yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of catching up to do because they are presumably book smart. See what I did there? I um, see, yeah, I see and, what you did there. And they need to like get themselves kind of up to date with like how a sixth grader should be. And it was funny because like the fifth grade versus sixth grade line, I totally remember like I totally remember the difference between that feeling like oh well sixth grade like you're in middle school now like this is this is a moment like you deserve to know more like the idea that you would joke about like blowjobs in fifth grade versus sixth grade big difference like sixth you're like grade wasn't even middle school for me i wasn't technically middle school until seventh grade m- me either but but <laughs> oh, i feel really? like pop culturally yeah. you were i was sixth, sixth seventh grade eight. was yeah middle yeah. school yeah i think that's most of the time but it, like you can tell like between fifth grade and sixth grade even if you're at the yeah. same school Big difference. I mean, because even true. if we were at the same school, sixth grade was the highest you went in elementary school before you were in middle school. Right. So even if you're sixth grade but you're not in middle school yet, you're still kind of like top dog a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sixth grade is like that's the body change conversation. It that's is, and that's the year when, and I'm not sure if this was on purpose in the trailer or if they were literally interacting with older girls, but like all the girls looked so much older than them. Yeah, and well, that yeah. is how it is in sixth grade. Yeah, you're right. All the girls are taller, more developed. Like, I was just having this conversation with someone, like, I think of 14, like, puberty was kind of over. Yeah. And he was like, that's when it all began. That's all starts, yeah. We're like, oh, no, that's It's like, oh, man, I got through it. But it's like, that's when it just starts. No, I have, like, a visceral memory of, like, having my first period in, like, fifth or sixth grade. Honestly, it was traumatizing, and I never... Want to go back there? That's fine. We don't have to talk. About <laughs> I thought you were going to say I never got over it, and I was like, oh. I mean, no. I also haven't. I, I think it's a hard thing to get over. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a very real it just, part of being alive. True. It keeps happening. It just keeps. And happening. then if it doesn't, it's bad. And then I, t- I talked to my mom recently. I was like, oh, I'm just like I'm on my period. And then she she happened to be with another one of her like older lady friends, and was like, ha, ha, ha what's that like? Oh I'm my like, god! Fuck you, mom. <laughs> I think that there's something to be said about that, that I'm not sure in this trailer, are they supposed to also yeah. be in sixth grade or are they like the slightly older girls that live sure. near? It's it's hard to tell. I think they're older. Well, because there's a point where they're like, they're, they're like, oh, we have to learn how to kiss. Oh, well, we can like, we can like spy on my neighbor. Yeah. She's a nymphomaniac because she just like kisses her boyfriend, yeah. which is so fucking funny so to funny. me. <laughs> and so they're trying to like... Which is a very 2019 thing to do. They're, like, flying their drone drone over her, like, saying goodbye to her boyfriend in the driveway. And then she catches their drone in a net. For as much as Booksmart... (laughs) For as much as Booksmart kind of feels like the very heady, like, more... That almost feels more, like, super bad than this does. This has, like, the sex... Like, the sex toys thing in the beginning. Like, he's whipping around anal beads and hits himself in the face. They smell like like shit. Smell like shit. Uh, NL beads. NL beads, yeah, and it and then they watch porn at the end. It's like there's definitely porb. Porb. There's a very like <laughs> obvious kind of like humor thing. Yeah. Like clearly of the red band trailers, both of these like one of them seems like it has the sweet sentimental thing, and I I I probably I imagine there is one in Good Boys. There's a kind of like oh like this is what it's like to be young kind of like message, but at the same time it's like a lot of the jokes are pretty obvious. They're pretty mm-hmm. broad. But I mean, it's good. Like I, th- those, it was funny. Like that's a good trailer. I don't even know if I remember the trailer for eighth grade because I think I was just gonna see it because Bo Burnham directed it. It's a, yeah. it's a very A twenty four e trailer. Yeah. If I remember, I was like, eighth grade is happening to me, yeah. whether yeah. I wanted to or not, and it did, and I loved it. In a I lot of ways, it. it's currently happening. My favorite movie of twenty eighteen. Yeah, same. Out of two. Same. She only watched two movies. What was the other one? Slenderman. Oh, I didn't. Too scary. My yeah. second favorite movie of twenty eighteen. 
Um, Out of two. That's not true. I have seen other 2018 movies that said that I like more than Slenderman, up to and including the Mr. Rogers documentary and Into the Spider-Verse. We should mention that this uh, trailer also features Nobody Speak by DJ Shadow and Run the Jewels. Yeah, really weird. Like, And these trailers came out on like the same day, didn't they? Yeah. Or like within the same like couple days. Yeah, very soon. Yeah. Very similar. Weird. I do have a question. Like, do you guys think that it's a coincidence that the boys... The, the male-driven one is more straight comedy and the girl one is more dramedy. Do you think that's kind of on purpose? Because I do think that a lot of these girl movies are kind of, like, a little bit more dramatic. Well, I mean, I would consider the director, right? Like, Olivia Wilde is the director of one of them, so it's kind of, a, I think there's an inherent kind of, like, sentimentality that's happening within that yeah. one versus, like, I would imagine it's just, like, we're just trying to make a comedy and we're making it fun. I think there's something headier happening in Booksmart, I guess, is my yeah. end goal. Is like, I think that Booksmart will be funnier than we think it is, and I think that Good Boys will be deeper than we think it is. Probably. that that's, And you're right. I think that leads to the marketing thing, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, how do we no, kind of make right. the pitch? Like, Because probably, realistically, they both have very similar broad yeah. comedic Because, like, I'm not going to pretend that Emma and I didn't just, like, scream out loud when they're like, are we going to cross a highway? And yeah. it's just these, like, Young sixth boys. grade boys, just like, want to protect cross, them. like, crossing the freeway. <laughs> and we're just like, ah! It's so crazy. Worth also mentioning a great moment where Seth Rogen introduces the trailer to the children, <laughs> yeah. saying they can't watch the Red Band trailer because they are children, even though they are yeah. in the movie. Somehow that makes sense to me. Totally. Yeah. When they were doing it, I was like, yeah, this is the, the, the hyperbole, or the, the hypocrisy here is just insane. They're like, that's fucking stupid! And Seth Rogen's like, yes, it is fucking stupid, and you can say fuck, but you can't watch yourself say, say fuck. fuck. Right, yeah. <laughs> Great. That's um, fun. That's a really good piece of marketing, I think. That's Totally... Fun. Yeah, this fe- this feels the, the MPAA is so just like whatever. Bonkers. I was listening to this on a podcast the other day that if you if you're in a TV show, if you don't have people in a car wearing seatbelts, you're automatically TVMA. Oh. They have to wear seatbelts because there was a huge controversy where in Peppa Pig they weren't wearing seatbelts. Oh snap! And it was like a big stink. And so I was listening to um, last podcast and Henry Zabrowski, who was in Heroes Reborn, was talking about how they're like, yeah, we're like mutants running from this crazy supervillain, but when we get in the car, we had to put on our seatbelts <laughs> because otherwise it would be TVMA. Right. So the whole rating system—that's like a whole other discussion for a different podcast, I think. But I think this the intro to this trailer is a really good send up of it. I really like that. Agreed. This and I like great. this trailer. It's a good trailer. Both Bo- of these movies look really good. Both look great. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll watch both of them, I bet. Oh, good. We'll see. It'll, it'll be a step up from last year. 2019 is going to be a new year. That's right. your year. 2019 is going to be my it's year. seeing you these guys. exact two movies and none others. And none of them. I'll probably see. Well, I mean, I have to watch The Aftermath, which is coming out now. Yes. Alexander Skarsgård and his many, many sweaters. Oh my god. I haven't even seen the trailer, but that description, I'm in. I've seen the trailer. The room jumped up 10 degrees. I'm a little warm right now. It did. I'm a little warm. Honestly, Alexander. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. Please. Please, are you listening? Alexander. Alexander, please come on the pod. Time for some rapid fire? Let's do it. Okay. Do we save someone great for right now or for the end? Like, probably for the end. Okay, let's wait yeah, for, let's the for the let's end. Let's do Late Night. Okay. Late Night is the Mindy Kaling. Uh, Emma Roberts. Uh, Emma no, Thompson. Emma Thompson. Dip, yeah, different Emma. Many Emmas. There are too many Emmas, me included. 
Emma sure. Dudley is my favorite Emma. Stop. This is uh, the story yeah. of a girl who tried to river and drown the whole world. I told oh, you I'd it. sing. Yeah, Jesus. That Every was time. One hundred percent, not even called for. At least the last episode. It's always called we had for. A, well, all right, fair it's enough. It's always called for. This is. She did not drown the whole world. For the record, she just joined like Letterman's. She cried show. a river and drowned the whole world. Oh, I know. But and I she mean, looks Mindy so Kaling. sad in photographs, but we absolutely love her when she smiles. And she, great karaoke song, by the way. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, Mindy Kaling joins a late night writing staff that is all white men. Yep. And that's... Yeah, I, I couldn't tell them apart. Nope. Which is, I guess, true to life. Sure. It's true. I feel You're like, on a writing staff. I feel very mature and, like... <laughs> 2019 modern that I've gotten to the point where it's difficult for me to tell white men apart. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, I can't tell the Chris's apart. Yeah, John Early is one of the men, and that's kind of where I I, I was excited to see him. He's great. This. Yeah. And he's funny. There's the line where uh, one, of a, one of them, one of the bearded white men, <laughs> says like, oh, I wish I was a woman of color because I'd be able to do whatever I, I want. And he that's goes, such you a real thing, You though. can't say that. No, that's for sure a disposition that that's I feel like people have. That's such a real thing. Industry. I was just having a conversation about this with a friend the other day where she was like, yeah, I, I like, I have this writer friend who's like pretty talented, but he's like, ugh, it's so hard to get staffed as a white man these days. I'm like, yeah, for the last two years, it's been maybe a little more difficult to get staffed as a white man as opposed to the last... You know, 6,000 years also, of recorded human history. I'm just confused by that statement because I hear that a lot as well. But then I look around and everyone is a white guy. Right? So I'm just, I'm confused. I'm not offering a hot take here. I'm just genuinely confused. It's dumb. Yeah. The other thing that I, th I feel like worth pointing out is, this is my take. I don't feel like this trailer is actually really all that concerned with exploring that. It isn't. And we did just have um, Aya Lehman go yes. to Sundance and see this movie. Yes. And from her take, which you can read on the website, this movie is apparently about Emma, Tom Emma Thompson? Yeah, you yep. got it. Yeah. Emma Thompson's character being implicated in a Me Too scandal. And because she's a woman, she's like... Uh-oh, and apparently that's what this movie's about. For real? I swear to God, that's what she I, told me. It's so funny, because I meant to pull that up. Yeah, read Aya's piece on, on the site. Um, yeah, because Aya said that she would... And again, I am drunk right now, recalling a conversation that I had about this with Aya two weeks ago, so I could be totally wrong. Sure. But she, like, I mean... Holy shit, Mindy Kaling is just, like, so her brand. Sure, yeah, And yeah. it's, like, she got to see this movie weeks ago at Sundance and was, like, ooh, about yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Because it's kind of trying to, like, address this Me Too thing. And it does seem like a little bit of a, like, reverse take on a Me Too moment where it's, like, this kind of, like, the late night host who's a huge asshole and everyone's kind of afraid of, but, like... It's a woman and like terrorizing all of these men for a change. Yeah. Which is like, all right, all right, all right. But apparently, at some point in this movie, Emma Thompson's character gets implicated in a Me Too esque scandal. Yikes. And it's just like, oh. Why would you do that? I don't um, know. And then, um, Aya, when I was, well, I don't want to put words in Aya's mouth, but also like, Mindy Kaling has been extremely successful and like, is she the one to talk about, like, the plight of underrepresented women? I don't... 
I think my issue with that kind of commentary would be that like she didn't write this movie. Like, she did write this movie. I, yeah, Mindy did. Mindy she wrote did write it, it with yep. someone else though, right? Like nope. it's like it's it just said her. written by Mindy Kaling. All right, fair enough. I get yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah, maybe not. So. Burp. All right. Well. I don't know. This is me saying this, not. I mean, this your is beloved Aya saying this. Okay, fair enough. I mean, one of my notes was, uh, without knowing that, I don't think I realized she wrote it. Like, cause she, she did, did write it. Right, I'm saying without me knowing that she wrote it. I think that, I'm like... I'm telling you now. Okay. She, she wrote it. She wrote it. I've made it <laughs> I think that, like, I'm I... Try, I I'm trying to do a bit right now, and it's not working. Please no, continue. I she, I think that, like, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, this is obviously, like, some kind of, some interpretation of her existence on The Office, right? The Office yeah. was all... It was, it was her, and then a, clearly a writer's room with, you know, Michael Schur and a bunch of other white guys. Yeah. Um, writing it. And, but I, I find, and when you hear stories about her time there writing for that show, I just feel like I, none of these are kind of existent within the late night thing. Like, I don't feel like when she talks about that experience, it was mostly like the things that she wanted to get on were, were a different type of brand of humor than the thing that everyone else wanted to. And here it's like, she's very fish out of water, but also like... I don't know, there's not really any kind of like end, there doesn't seem like there's this end payoff. Like none of the trailer seems to be like celebrating something that like is much larger. Like, oh, she was right the whole time. Like we need more diversity. It's not, it doesn't feel like the, yeah. the trailer is. This is another trailer like we talked about in last week's episode where it's like, like I get it, but I'm not sure what this movie is about. A little bit. Well, it, I'm very now confused by Aya's description of the movie, which now I'm like, Oh, Apparently what? this trailer but, is a huge bait and switch for what this movie actually is. Well, it is. might be. I have no idea. I mean, like, because... But also, like, when I watched, you know, the I watched a number of seasons of The Mini Project. I haven't watched the most recent couple. But that was another show where I was like, I feel a little bait, bait and switched by... This is clearly kind of her, like, when Harry Met Sally extrapolated over a longer period of time. and But then also, like, that's not what it was pitched as. And also, it's just kind of... It, it never really does one thing super well. That was always my take on Mindy Project. And I feel like Late Night could very obviously go down a similar kind of wormhole where I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Like, Well, because it's not... What is it? It's not really about Mindy Kaling's character, but it's not really about Emma Thompson's character. But right. It's not really about their relationship either. It's like, what is this movie about? 100%. Yeah, it's interesting because I... So I read this script... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. A couple years ago... And honestly, my memory is uh, shooting me in the foot right now. Weird. Be and also, like, it's like, that's what, it's like that's what a drunk podcast. Yeah, is. Know, it's right? almost like it's we like, did a ton of drinking. Yeah. But I will, and I will say that I feel like so many rewrites and changes must have happened of between course, yeah. the initial script that I read and, and what this movie is. But I do think I remember what I loved about the script itself was was like the relationship between the host and Mindy Kaling's character. And so I, I can just, like, I can only hope that that was kind of maintained in the shooting. Yeah, I hope. For sure. Because Maybe I, there's kind of, like, a fall from grace that Emma Thompson's character has, and then Mindy Kaling is like, oh, like, being a woman in this industry doesn't necessarily make you, like, a hero of feminism. It's more complicated than that, which I can be down for. Sure. But from what I've heard, I don't know if this movie pulls that off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope... Because the thing that you're kind of pitching seems simpler than what this movie is attempting to actually grapple with, but also, at the same time, probably a better path to success. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... 
I want to see more movies where kind of about like women interacting with women in sure. the industry. And I find that a, fascinating. But this is huge, this is not that movie, really. Yeah. There's yeah. been a huge uptick of that, which I think we're going to talk about in our like next couple trailers. Because a lot, a lot, I, not to spend too much time in the rapid fire, um, but. I mean, this is a we lot always of, spend too much time on the I know, fire. I know, but we're trying to be better. It's we're trying to be like, better. I, I, but I, this is a lot like serious Thirty Rock, but not without any of the kind of jokes or payoffs, right? Like in Thirty Rock, it's always alluded to and kind of referenced that there are no women women in the writers' room. She is kind of, even though she's the head of it, you know, of the girly show, she's not RTGS. She's not actually really like in control of all that much and so her relationship with Jack Donaghy is kind of like Mindy's relationship with like right like it seems like there's a kind of perceived mentor mentee kind of thing happening but actually like this and this is the movie that would theoretically kind of push that boundary but it's really not like it doesn't feel like we actually get the kind of thing you're describing like this like kind of women in the writer's room or women you know having an interaction in the industry it's like we never got that in 30 Rock and we're really not getting it here it's like but they kind of are like their writers room literally it might be the same set when you watch yeah. it um, yeah that's true it's like the same exact thing so it's just i don't know it's, it's an interesting trailer to watch also i want to point out one thing uh, mindy kaling has a type and it's amazing how much the type exists like on screen all three men that i feel like she's prominently like been interested in on screen bj novak looks the exact same as uh fuck, what's the guy's name in this trailer uh something scott and then uh, same as chris mencia uh, Christopher Messina? Or Messina. Yeah. Who, they all look like the same guy. They're all yeah, the same know. looking guy. Hey man, I'm down I'm down for ladies who have a type. I have a type. I'm not mad about it. I just, I think it's so funny how much like that permeates like not just her own mm-hmm. life, which is clearly like she's very, you know, she has a very close relationship with BJ Novak. Just like that extends through to all of her characters through all these things. It's really yeah. amazing. They're I, all short white guys. I think it's so interesting. Like I've heard a lot of hot takes about Mindy Kaling and I feel like every guy I talk to about her is like she's so annoying like she only writes stuff so she can make out with people and it's like wouldn't um, you yeah it's like actually <laughs> every guy has done that for like decades decades yeah right yeah. i don't know i have a like you want to talk about fucking like billy crystal and when harry met sally the most iconic rom-com of all time like yeah i guess my main thing with this movie i just i'm like so reactive because I'm a big Mindy Kaling fan, and I feel like other people are really reactive to her, and I wonder why that is. I wonder, she kind of feels like she's, like, not totally, but starting to go down the Lena Dunham road a little bit, where she's kind of starts off as this big feminist icon, and then is, like, taking a turn. And I don't understand why either. Like, Mindy Kaling is not a problematic fave. She's not, but I... Other than the fact that, like, she's been successful for a long time and maybe isn't the most accurate representation of trying to make it in the industry as a woman of color in 2019. I think that... But, like... I just feel like we're harder on our feminist idols than on everyone else. That's 100% true. But I would also argue a little bit that, like, I think a little bit of this is, like, that office lore. Like, I think the office is... This is a hot take for another time, but like I think The Office is like genuinely like so much bigger now than it ever was in its prime of its show, and it's like you know we see that through its kind of legacy through being on Hulu and Netflix and whatever. But it's like CJ, you hurt me today. Uh, yeah, sorry, the, the sword I'm gonna pull out. But I, I I think that like really that's a show that like because people rewatch it so often, people's relationship with those characters is like kind of surreal. 
And I think particularly someone who wrote for it, I think that like we really do, and for no reason, like analyze. I think this is true too of uh, Michael Schur, who does like The Good Place and, and Brooklyn Nine Nine and a bunch of other shows. Like people that were involved in the creation process of those shows, because The Office was genuinely such an insane success. I think that like there's a weird amount of pressure on like what are they doing next? I remember that being the case with, you know, the Mindy Project. Like, when I watched that show, it was really only out of the kind of interesting desire of, like, oh, I know that she's, a, you know, solid writer. I like The Office. Let's see what's going on here. And it's it's kind of interesting that John Krasinski and Steve Carell are the only two to really come out of it. Sure. I mean, because you would argue she's probably the third biggest, right? She's like, the third biggest. Yeah, no question. Because, like, Phyllis had Inside Out, which was huge. But Amazing, we're referencing Phyllis. But yeah. I love Phyllis! Um, I what love about Creed? Her. You saw him live. I did see Creed live. Arguably Creed? the same piece. Creed has a burgeoning musical career. I saw I him in concert, that. which was fucking yeah. awesome. It's yeah. one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. Yeah. And like, one of the cool things about that show is because instead, of, I mean, he had an opener, but like before the opener, as people were filing in, they were just playing office highlights on a projector yeah, right, at right, the Troubadour. Right. And it's so crazy, this experience of... Because when you're watching TV, you're just at home. It's not like a movie where you're in a theater. So I had never watched The Office with a huge group of strangers before. But watching it like that, where everyone's laughing and everyone's enjoying it, and everyone's being like, oh, ha ha, Dwight's so weird. It was, like, really cool. And it was... It really drove home this zeitgeist of this show. And I guess... I, I think I really agree with you with this point that because Mindy Kaling was on The Office, it's like okay, well, what's she doing now? Yeah, I think I think it's I think that's a hard thing to live mm-hmm. in the shadow of. And Jenna Fisher, I think, is totally living in the shadow of it because sure. she's been on a couple. Well, her sitcom kind of failed, right? Yeah, I think she, that got she's canceled. been on a she's been on a couple failed sitcoms. A lot of those people have. A lot of the people from The Office have kind of like yeah. yeah. I think well, Ed Helms kind of struggles with that regularly, like figuring out a way to like move outside of him being Andy. Like, it is weird how like Mindy Kaling is kind of the only woman who's come off of The Office who's had like a lot of success. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because she started it earlier, right? Like she kind of started her right out. I think she ends like around season six, so maybe because yeah. she was able to kind of like get her way out of it early. Well, she enough. was in it until the very end. She, well, she pops up here and there but really she's gone for like the last two seasons I think oh she pops up at the very very finale no she's still there because at the at Dwight's wedding she hooks but up but that's Ryan. the first time we see them and those two together in a long time was it? yep for sure hmm. she's not in the last two seasons I don't think interesting one yeah. thing I will say about Mindy Kaling is that so my uh, high school English teacher gave me her book is everyone hanging out without me by yeah. the way by the way amazing callback to high school <laughs> thank yeah. you but he, because he knew that I wanted to write for TV even when I was like 15 oh, yeah. years old and I do think that it's regardless of like what she's gone on to do I think of her and Tina Fey and Amy Poehler as all people who I looked up to as this like middle school and high schooler sure. and now I'm in a room and like a woman in a room and yeah. I can't are like, you the only woman in the fast writers room uh, currently, yes, but we do have freelancers and some new writers coming in. Cool. Yeah, yeah which is awesome. Um, but I think, I just think, like, it hasn't been that long, uh, because I've had a pretty fast trajectory, but I, I don't think enough can be said for, like, regardless of, like, whether you like their work or not, like, the fact that those people inspired people like me, I think is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I, fan I, of. I feel like there's probably an argument to be made that's, like, regardless of how good Late Night is, like that's an important story to tell in the sense that it's kind of a subversion of the 30 Rock thing. It's like not remaining, it's not attempting to remain politically 
uh, you know, complacent in the story it's telling mm-hmm. in the way that 30 Rock might be. Yeah. I mean, I read um, Tina Fey's Bossy Pants and that, like, that fucking too. made my life. It's a great book. Great book. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um, awesome. We spent far too long on that, so we'll try and be better in the rapid fire with, yeah. with Rami. 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 Yeah. This looks great. It looks fantastic. It, it, it's clearly Hulu's kind of answer to Master of None, I feel like, in a lot of ways. Hulu's answer to Master of None, but also just, like, kind of the, like, answer to girls slash sex sure. in the city. A lot of girls. Where yeah. it's like, we're gonna take this kind of young person trying to make it in the big city, but tell an actually interesting, unique point of view story as opposed to, like, Agreed. I'm a, I'm a white person. Life is so hard. It's like, is it? I did think it was interesting how it was kind of like, I mean, his family seems to play a role in it, but it's him as an individual versus a lot of these other kind of comps I can think of or a little bit more like ensemble-y. Yeah. Sure. I thought yeah. that was interesting. It's no, very sure. much just, very, <laughs> very much just him. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it, it it's him and it's very, uh, it's maybe a little fant- less fantastical than Master Nun. Master Nun kind yeah. of would go down some interesting paths, I it's think, in terms more of the girls, storytelling. I think. Yeah, but even girls, like girls, hits like this is my take on girls. Like girls, unfortunately, like tries to maybe take too many different character paths in any given episode where it's like, I just really want to focus on one thing at a time. I would um, be lying if I said that Girls was not extremely formative and that I didn't cry in my dorm room watching every single episode of like season three. I, but like- Girls has some of my favorite episodes of television of the last decade and also some of my least favorite. In but the, also dot, 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 Lena Dunham is problematic as 100%. fuck. And like canceled, canceled, We already, canceled, ma- we canceled. already mentioned that. Yes, we've been over this. Yeah, but I think this looks fantastic. I mean, like the kind of like Muslim culture versus American culture kind of stuff that's going on. This whole arc where he's like trying to do Ramadan for real and he's like not going to watch porn and everybody's like, you're not going to watch porn. A lot of jerk off jokes. Yeah. And like, I I feel that. Like CJ, you got a big laugh and I was like, so what's your plan for this life? And he's like, well, I'm more of like a in the moment. In the moment. Kind of yeah. Guy. Great. That was a big laugh Fantastic. from CJ there. No, it's great. I, I I think this looks like a lot of fun. I, yeah. Like, I'm excited for this. I feel like it hits huge emotional beats. I think it even does in the trailer, but I think that like, this is the kind of show where it's like every episode, even if I kind of am going to roll my eyes a little bit at the like, well, we're going to give you a message kind of thing. I, I feel like it's going to do it really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, there's something to be said about that. What I love about that moment where he's like, I'm more of a live in the moment type yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's relatable across like gender. Like it's like yeah. a generational it's aware. thing for us. Well, that's what Master Nun was so well, yeah. did so well, right? Was it was like, we're going to wrap a bunch of other things, but also like, this is just what it's like to be in your late twenties. Like, like ultimately that's what that show was kind of a little bit about, but also like, here are all these other things. Here's what it's like to be a woman. Here's what, you know, whatever. Like, uh, I think that that, I don't know if this show is going to really level into it in that way, but I think if it's smart, it will. Yeah. Well, there's a part in this trailer where it's like, you literally didn't ask him where it was going. He just said these, like, you didn't ask him what he was doing at all. His sister is talking to his family. And then his mom is like, well, he told me he was going out. And she's like, and he's like, okay, love you, mom. Bye. And the sister's like, what is yeah. he doing when he's going out? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I think that's definitely there. And I, I don't know if this was, like, strategically included in this trailer to be like, 
don't worry, we're going to talk about the women, <laughs> or if they're actually going to do it, but, like, that spirit is there in the context of this trailer, at least. Yeah, I love that they included that in the trailer. I think Agreed. so, too. I mean, even if it was strategic, like, thanks, Hulu, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Hulu. This looks great. Uh, <laughs> we should finally move on to someone great. <laughs> okay, I'm obsessed with this trailer because it relates to some personal stuff. Emma, without even knowing that we were doing this, when we walked in, she was like, I've watched it six times in a row. Yeah, Dang. right? So I love Gina Rodriguez. I do too! I think she's so genuine and just such a treasure. I think it's very interesting, and I'll kick this off. I think it's interesting she's really not the main focal point of this trailer. She's clearly... It reminded me a little bit of a... Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Yeah. Uh, a, a trailer that maybe is, or a movie that's dealing with kind of similar stuff. But in the in the sense that, like, Gina Rodriguez is your main kind of character, but really we're interested in all of these characters. Yeah. And their relationship with the person who's going through the breakup and the journey, the late night journey that they're going on. What I loved about the trailer is you get to know like all of the supporting cast. Yeah. Like you know who each person is. It's not ignoring it by any stretch. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Mm -hmm. And Emma and I both screamed when RuPaul showed up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> him saying you are Beyonce. I mean, that is just, that's what I need in my life. I need RuPaul telling me I'm Beyonce. You are Beyonce, Emma. Thank you. You're the, you're the Beyonce of junior level staff. <laughs> Between RuPaul okay, and... I'm not junior staff writer anymore. I said junior level, not junior staff writer. Between uh, RuPaul and Questlove, nice number it's of good. cameos. N nice late night, like you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're in the journey through the city kind of, you know, peaks. Yeah, and I love I love this like exploration of female friendship that's yeah, coming up in sure. the film right now that we see in this trailer and we see and in Booksmart. Uh, um, book right, yeah. And just like... This this celebration of these female relationships and friendships and women coming together to comfort other women and like I've been the person that everybody kind of asked to come and take care of and I've been there for other people and it's a really special intimate thing that well, there's women do. There are definitely moments in this trailer that feel kind of like over the top film pandery but yeah. I also think there's a kind of naturalistic sense to mm -hmm. the way that they kind of all, their relationship with each other like there's definitely something that exists beyond just being like we're playing this to the camera it's like no I, I feel like that's kind of how women interact I, not being a woman myself CJ knows but I feel CJ like... as an honorary woman oh well thank you so much uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for that olive branch uh, that's, how, that's how it works with us right yeah yeah but I feel like there's there's kind of a that's how that, that there's something naturalistic about yeah. the way that they interact with each other it, in it this trailer feels, and probably in the movie. It feels honest because it's like they're yeah, trying honest. to be there for Gina Rodriguez, but they're also kind of dealing with their own shit. But like we're all in it together. That's very like authentic to me. Also, another thing, like as a writer, um, I was told early on. Like, By the way, the first flex you've had this entire. I'm sorry. I love it. No, no, I love no, it. Please, flex. you really held. You really okay, held I'm back. Sorry. I think you could have gone <laughs> harder. Like this was great. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, one thing they tell you is that like thirty is a little bit of a no man's land for female uh, characters. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. And there's a really specific moment where she says. Um, I guess I'm gonna like move to San Francisco, turn 30, and then probably die. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that this, because people don't talk about 30 yeah. as women, I feel like. I feel like you're either That's changing, 20s or, yeah, it is. And yeah. I love that this is a part of that because I think, um, you know, like we attach so much 
kind of like romantic um, clout to these kind of like high school sweetheart, college sweetheart romances yeah. that sometimes end in your 20s and then you're left with like, oh God, yeah. like what happens next? Yeah. And, uh, and I really like that this is dealing with that. I like it too. And I think that that, I, I agree with CJ that that's changing a little bit as these kind of like... Well, Girls is a really good example, Girls right? is a really good example yeah. and with these kind of like wunderkind, like, tw- like 20s, mid-20s female creators like Lena Dunham and Mindy Kaling who are now sure. getting into their 30s, yeah. those, those stories are starting to be told a little more which is something that I, I also really like about this trailer. The other thing I, I'll note too is it's like Lakeith Stanfield plays her her boyfriend and it's like that guy is kind of like an inherently funny guy when you cut to him, you know, in Atlanta or, you know, sorry to bother you or whatever. It's like he just has like a kind of energy to him where you're like, oh, I'm going to laugh about that. And I think this trailer really kind of cleverly, he obviously has these moments in this trailer, but this trailer's not interested in him. And I think that's a really interesting point to make is like, He's obviously probably fourth build, right? Like he's yeah. the fourth guy on here, and they're they're like whatever. This tra- whoever edited this trailer is like we don't care about that. Like he'll have his moments in the movie, and he'll be super funny. But this isn't for this. Like th- that's not what this movie is about. We're not interested in the guy who's moving to San Francisco. We're interested in in the turmoil of his move. And I think that's like a great point to make is that like he's going to be really funny in this movie, but like why why worry about like focusing on it? Yeah, yeah. and I love that it's like. I love that it's her who gets the job elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of on him to be like, is he moving with her? Sure. I think that's kind of a reversal. And I also think it's really cool to like start there with the movie. That feels like a very like act three or like end of act two moment. It gives you the like final night. This is like, yeah. this, is, this is their, this is the reckoning. And then they decide Explore. like, of course we're going to be together. But to have that happen, like from the trailer, I assume that that happens like kind of end of act one. Sure. Yeah. Then the rest of that is the fall. That's why I brought up Nick and Nora. It's like, that's a yeah. similar kind of like, well, we've hit the breakup period. And now it's like, we're not interested in the fallout, just the immediate fallout. And how do we extend yeah. that out? Oh, and yeah. that's, this is clearly like reactionary. Like, how do we hit that? We have the decision. What do we feel like in the hours after? That's yeah, great. totally. And mm-hmm. that feels good. Like, that's cathartic in a lot of ways. CJ, you're such a good honorary feminist. I know, I oh, love thanks. it. Such a good, like, hashtag male feminist. Look, you know, hashtag woke's thrown around a lot, and I'm going to put it in my in my Twitter bio. But You should. Yeah, we thanks. give you permission. Oh, thanks. Yes. As women. Emma, what do you have going on? What's it, what's going on in your life that you can plug? Twitter, Instagram? Emma had a new Reductress article. Where? Yes. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's on Reductress. It's just a headline, oh, one-liner yeah. called um, Scientists in Search of My Fucking Patients. <laughs> <laughs> Which is it's like, so I mean, it's just writing from life, everyone. And then uh, my yeah. Twitter handle is Cap... Sorry. My Twitter handle is at Captain M. Dud. So, like, follow me. She's hilarious. (laughs) Love Emma. Smash that follow. Smash that follow. (laughs) Smash that like button. Smash that reductress link. Yes, please. Hey, what you got coming up in two weeks? Uh. You can just plug pod and all that other stuff. Yeah. Follow us. Follow this podcast on social media. Hopefully, we'll have some cool roundups coming up. Um, there's a new, um, uh, the David Fincher animation anthology is coming out. Shrill is coming out, yeah. which, I'm, which I personally am excited to watch. I know. I was bummed we weren't going to have a chance to talk about that trailer just based on the way the timing worked out. I have a lot of yeah. thoughts on that. Um, yeah. I'm excited. The series is out now. I'm going to watch it after we're all done recording today. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just going to hang out alone and watch Shrill. 
I think that's like what the show wants you to do. I think <laughs> so too. In a lot of ways. Just like alone while my boyfriend's I, out of town, like kind of cross-faded by myself, just like eating popcorn. That my, sounds ideal. This is what AD Bryant wanted. I was going to say, yeah. I'm, ner- <laughs> I'm nervous about, I, I have a lot of thoughts about the trailer. Maybe I'll write about it. We'll see. No, we'll see. I would love that, given that it is my section. CJ, uh, do, you, do you have anything going on? Otherwise, I'm just going to plug our own Might write about Shrill. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we have coming up? Um, uh, worth monitoring is Ted Davis is doing a lot of awesome um, label coverage for us. So he's interviewing. Ted. Yeah. Uh, a nice, Love Ted. Nice young man. Uh, he is uh, covering a lot of awesome indie labels out of New York and, and various other places. I'm hoping when this drops, you'll be able to read uh, his coverage or either now or a little bit in the future, him covering uh, Citrus City, which is a great label out of San Francisco. Um, that's kind of the big stuff. Otherwise, check out. I wrote a Weezer review that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm told it's funny. That band fucking sucks now. Um, that's all I got. Cool. Yeah. Uh, follow us at T-TrashedPod on Twitter. Yep. At Trailer Trash Pod on Instagram. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Please leave us a review. We don't have any reviews yet. You, listening now. Yes, you. I'm talking to you in your car. Review. Leave us a review. It'll be really cool. Leave us a nice positive review. Do the thing. If you don't have a positive review to leave, then don't. But Keep if you do have yourself. one, yeah. if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. But if you do have something nice to say, leave us a review on iTunes because right. it helps people find us and it boosts us in their batshit algorithm that I will never understand. Yep. So yeah. yeah, it's good. Thank you for listening. This is so cool. Thank this you, Emma, great. Emma, for coming. Thank you so much Thanks for coming. For this was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we love you. This was great. So I love cool. You guys. Yay! We're all in love. This is great. We're all in love. Yay! Yay! Love. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.